0: One, One, two, check me out right
1: here, yo. Hello ladies and
0: gentlemen, welcome back into the 610 Podcast, I'm your host Jay Hollihan back on this Saturday evening discussing the Philadelphia 76ers victorious for the first time this season over the Toronto Raptors as they uh, end the two game road trip to begin the season with a 114 to 107 win against the Raptors Nick Nurse's first win as a 76er comes in his old home back north of the border there in Scotiabank Arena 100% capacity tonight in Toronto to see their Raptors and unfortunately for Those Raptors fans in attendance, they could not get the win. The 76ers, backed by two 34-point performances, Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey, back-to-back games to start the season. 31 in Milwaukee, 34 in Toronto. 7 of 9 from beyond was Maxey. 3 for 3 from the charity stripe. Dished out 7 assists. Unfortunately, he had his first turnover on the season. But that's the lone blemish that I would say from the young point guard. And the plus minus, plus 10. Man, is he fun to watch. The uh, young point guard, Tyrese Maxey, definitely always making his presence felt on the floor, but to start this season, you know, he's doing it, and I know it's just two games, but consistently you're seeing him come down the floor with the ball, and whether he's, you know, getting points himself or dishing it out to one of his teammates, he is really, really huge bringing the ball up the floor as your main staple. Now for his uh, guard compadre, D'Anthony Melton, fellow teammate, 32 minutes. This guy only had two points. Get into more on that. Melton did have four assists, so he and you know he had a steal and I saw him make some plays, you know, but just not a fan of you know what you have right here. And I need to get into that uh, a little bit later as we delve into another topic that uh, there's the 300 pound elephant in the room. We'll discuss that in a bit. Joel Embiid, 34 points. One for three from beyond, fourteen from twenty-one from the field, five of six from the charity stripe, nine rebounds, eight assists. He almost had a triple double, one steal, two blocks, and one of those blocks with authority. Uh, I can't remember who it, it may have been. Barnes went up, and Embiid sent that all the way back, uh, you know, from where it came from, and he had himself a monstrous game. I mean, I think against Milwaukee maybe you know getting the cobwebs out kicking off some rust and uh he got rid of that rust and uh in a hurry here tonight in Toronto he had a great game great to see out of the big fella uh you know 34 obviously is uh pretty remarkable out of him could have had 35 he knocked down a free throw but beggars can't be choosers um Tobias Harris 15. One for four from beyond, four for ten from the field, six for seven from the line. Not too bad, but you know, Tobias Harris in this in these first two games. I heard on uh, I think it was ninety-seven-five earlier today. They were talking about how it felt like in that first game he was more of a uh, of a third you know third option rather than being a fourth. And I think you know he he is in an offense that that is provided to him. A little bit more because you see the movement, guys constantly moving around, getting open, and creating you know stuff offensively. Um, And we'll get into the bench in a second because one man in particular is really doing a nice job. But um, Tobias Harris, yeah, thirty-six minutes, fifteen points, big donut in the plus-minus category. So that's kind of you know that's not great not really good but you know at least it's not in the negatives i mean hell you know and beads in the negatives but tobias harris i think you know he he doesn't really it doesn't pop out what he's doing here in the stat sheet um but if he's just that kind of guy that can get things going off ball for you and you know can create things i think that'd be good as as well um you know didn't really you know log up that many rebounds but you know, hopefully, you know, he gets a little more comfortable in the offense and, and things start to work and go for him. You know, we'll start to see, um, you know, what Tobias Harris can bring to this Nick Nurse offense. But, uh, yeah, so talking about the starting five, talking about that guard position, coming back to the 76ers lineup. Most likely, I'm about 50% sure, tomorrow at 7.30, I don't know why I'm talking like this, will be James Harden. How will James Harden fit? I don't know. I think, I mean, it, it stinks we really have to talk about this in this kind of fashion, But if he just buys in, I really think he could be the missing link into what the Sixers could have for this year. Because, listen, you know, D'Anthony Melton, it's the first two games. I'm going to judge it by what I'm seeing right here. I mean, Melton is solid off the bench. He's He's not a starter right now. He's just not. You know, he's coming off the bench and creating things that way. That's where he's best suited. I think that's where he can, you know, be best used as well. So hopefully that's what uh, Nick Nurse has envisioned um, for Harden. Um, I'm not sure if this was, you know, when they sent Harden back to go uh, get in better physical shape. If that wasn't just to get Melton some time here, so he could get ready, uh, you know, it, just in case things go awry with Harden. And he does get moved. But, I mean, right now we're hearing the Clippers aren't interested and it sounds like the Bulls might be. I don't really know what the Bulls would have for you, Um, you know, in terms of coming up, unless you wanted DeMar DeRozan. um, But if they're going to give up DeMar DeRozan, why would you, you know, get James Harden? It just doesn't make a whole ton of sense. Um so I have no idea, you know. They uh, they I believe have currently um, picks coming up. Uh, I don't think they're exactly rolling in draft picks. I'm trying to find that here for you as uh, as Fanspo provides. Um, yeah, so they have Trailblazers. Two first-round picks this year, one in 2026, 2027. It's all just kind of you know the same matter, um, you know, kind of standard drafting. But anyways, that's what I – you know. Right now, I just don't love what you'd be getting in return from the Chicago Bulls. And for Harden, you know, if he won, if he doesn't want to stay in Philly, that's fine. Um, but you know that Harden is—I mean, his stock is down, so he's probably not getting you know anything. The Sixers aren't going to get anything they like. Um, he can become a free agent, you know, at the end of this year, and obviously he wants that stock risen up because of the contract uh, that he would like to, of course, uh, get. And I mean, unless he's able to go out there and really put something together this year. I mean, he had a solid season last year, but in the playoffs he was, you know, had two tumultuous games. You're going to need to see him come out and put together a solid regular season so that way he can become a valuable for himself, of course, a valuable uh, you know, piece for a team that would want him. But Right now with the Sixers, I just, I don't see it. I mean, I think right now, and uh, I had uh, at my work, um, Benny Panella in-studio host on WDSD for UD football games and basketball games, he put it to me like this. Daryl Morey and James Harden had a little game of poker. Daryl Morey realized Harden doesn't have any cards in his hands right now. He tried pulling the Daryl Morey lied to me, all that crap. He tried pulling that he wanted to get out blah blah blah. He thought the numbers would speak for themselves. But I'm sorry, if you if you've left if you're trying to leave now three teams in less than 3 years, there's a problem. Actually two. Right? three yes in less than three years that's a problem that's you know teams aren't going to be attracted to that especially not teams that are thinking they can win I mean he wasn't able to make it work with Russell Westbrook wasn't able to make it work with KD and Kyrie Chris Paul you have to think that at some point you know you're going to start to see uh teams you know kind of get a little little ticked and uh not want to, um, you know, not want to make those make these trades happen. I mean, it's uh, it's not it's not anything completely against Harden and how he plays. It's just his attitude, in my opinion. Obvious, and I'm stating the obvious here. But reflecting on tonight, going back to that, looking at the Sixers bench, Kelly Oubre Jr. I mean, I don't know if maybe Nurse wants to consider moving him into the starting lineup at the 2 and allowing Melton to come off. But, I mean, Oubre's offering you a ton off the bench right now. I think that just gets clogged if he is a starter with Maxi. So I think right now it's answering my own question. Looks pretty good tonight. He had 18, uh, 0 for 6 from beyond. But he offered you something that, you know, he's a slasher. Drive into the basket, 7-for-17 seven from the field, 4-for-5 from the line. He had five boards, two assists, three steals, and uh, got into a little foul trouble there with three personals. Pat Bev, plus two in the plus-minus, two points, um, five boards, two assists, one turnover, two personals. Everywhere you know, on the floor had that big putback. I think it was the... Was it the Tobias Harris miss? He went up, got the put back, got it in. Great reaction by him. Paul Reed, four points. First action of the season, plus nine in the plus minus category. Five boards, a steal. Four personals got in foul trouble. Knocking off some rust there, I think, for Paul Reed as well. But a solid showing for him. Uh Danny Green. I want, you know, only five minutes of game time, but when I was seeing out of Danny Green. He was everywhere on the floor, flying around, trying to get after the ball. Really like the effort saw that I saw from him um, as the veteran. You know, I think Danny kind of realizes what his role is on this team. I mean, let's face it, he's 36, um, and I think uh, I think you know we know that this may be the last run for Danny. But solid uh, solid action out of him. Obviously, it was just five minutes, but I thought he did an okay job. Um, I wanted to shout out from the other team, the Raptors, young Greedy Dick. Man, this guy, whoa. He was knocking down some shots. Four for six from beyond, coming off the bench, 28 minutes. Uh, this guy is a player. 16 points early on. I mean, this guy, he's got it going on with that. I mean, with that shot, wow. He's got a very pretty outside jumper. He looks pretty darn good for someone uh you know that's um that was just uh, drafted not too long ago. Then this past draft, obviously. Pascal Siakam, he was held in check tonight. Eleven points, plus minus, negative five. Came away with seven boards, four assists. Dennis Schroeder was a big uh big thorn in the Sixers' side. He had seventeen. Three for five from beyond, he was coming on there at certain points. Um, but I thought you know the Sixers held on, did a good job today. Um, you know, more than I can say for the other uh team that shares the Wells Fargo Center. I'm talking about the Flyers losing seven four to the sorry Anaheim Ducks. But Sixers one and one on the season, heading home, and maybe by the time you're listening to this to play the Portland Trail Blazers in their first home game of the season. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the 610 Podcast. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.